to the oh 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 dear the oh oh dear weather oh god that should be in the intro from now on <laughs> like okay so now from now we have like she fucking hates me what's up and like like five What's minutes that? of like little quotes and, and stuff. <laughs> you know what it is? Leo going, I'm not going. I'm not leaving from Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> what are you going to chop me up and feed me to the pork? Yeah. And then we do the intro and then the song. <laughs> yeah. And they need to uh, answer on how good the song is. Yeah. I would love to cut up that style of like, you know, stinger intro, but then cut it so that it then leads into Ira Glass's podcast. <laughs> so so it's just like all that like trashy, thrashy early 2000s culture and then yeah. just, hi, welcome to the Ira Glass podcast. I'm joined by Jane Lynch. Jane has a new book. Um, yeah, That's man. Really great. I think it's because I think we find and I think we're learning that this podcast is very much an explorations of late 90s and specifically early 2000s culture, which yeah. is an under talked about because we've all beat to the death like I'm a 90s kid or like 90s. But early aughts gets kind of either lumped in with the 90s or just ignored because it doesn't have a catchy name. Aughts is, doesn't sound good. I'm an aughts yeah. guy. No, I know what you mean. It's like if you watch shows from that time now, like that were current during that time, like if you watch The Sopranos, like that thing's that started in like 98 or 99 or something, but all like the chunk seasons were like 2000 to 2005 or four or whatever. And it's like you see like the cell phones they use and the clothes that they wear and stuff, and it's almost like a period piece with that, but not intentionally. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's so it's so real. Like like that's what I love about that show. Honestly, it's almost just like an exploration of like the era that I grew up in. Uh, it's very interesting that it's an accidental period piece. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is really funny. And in 500 years, I can't wait for the like aughts to be a period piece. So it's like <laughs> Pride and Prejudice, but they have the main characters have their hair gelled up in that, <laughs> you know, that spiky gel we all used yeah. to do. Yeah. That or the faux hawk that I think David Beckham. Yeah. Oh, what a great time. How is how are you guys' lives going? Do we uh you know. Do you feel good? <laughs> you know what I think? I, I, I think I figured out. I think every day of quarantine feels like a Sunday because yeah. Sunday is like the day on the weekend that's the least enjoyable because you're just already dreading work the next day. So like anything you do on Sunday, like the level of excitement is slightly lower than what you'd be doing on Saturday. When you're on, when you're during Saturday, you're just like carefree. You're like, who gives a shit if I wake up at noon tomorrow, if I'm yeah. hungover, if I'm, it doesn't matter. I have tomorrow, I have Sunday, but Sunday, like all of your consequences, you're like, all right, this is, you know, every day of quarantine feels like a Sunday. Yeah, because it's like not that enjoyable, <laughs> but it's also not terrible. You know, it's just a yeah. weird time. Yeah. Sun Sorry. Go ahead. Uh, no, Sunday is often the day, too, where you justify to yourself doing nothing. I feel like yeah. because you just had a long week. You probably did stuff on Saturday and then Sunday yeah. you're like, all right, I'm just staying in and doing nothing, and which is great. One out of seven. But 15 out of 15 or 16 out of 16 it's it really does it does wane on you yeah yeah I've, I've i you know what it's actually really funny that uh like sunday night we were natasha and i were both like i don't want to go to work tomorrow <laughs> 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 like our weekend was so lazy and like we really didn't do anything but we have like we've been working from home and uh yeah. so it's sort of doing something and like we've been taking louie out for walks not too far or whatever but um we uh just i don't want anybody to judge me for fucking <laughs> oh my god yeah not um, staying only inside but um uh but yeah so like saturday and sunday we did like nothing like we shut the blinds and watched like nothing but movies and then saturday like sunday night we were like I don't really feel like going to work tomorrow. <laughs> Which is I, what, yeah, it's yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, no, sorry, I don't want to keep doing this thing where we like the whole conversation is jilted. No, you go ahead because we're like 
you know, are in different spots of so the audio yeah, isn't yeah. necessarily syncing up. It's got that cabled news effect where exactly. like it takes someone an extra second. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it's it's funny that cable news hasn't figured that out yet. Like <laughs> we we can't have tech that doesn't have a one and a half second delay so the person doesn't just look like an idiot for the first second and a half. Yeah. Um well, I was gonna say it on Christian's point that it feels like there are two types of people right now in some ways. There are people who still have their jobs who are working even harder than they were in the office because employment is scarier and more yeah. tenuous. So you're actually working harder to ensure you're providing value. Or there's people who are doing nothing on nothing <laughs> because they don't have a job because right. the job no longer exists. It either that's got me. terminated or... <laughs> Yeah, so that's, that's the thing. Yeah, it's, it's crazy because like I I started working like the thing is I was I started working on something like on a Saturday night because there was nothing else to do, so I just started working and I got ahead on like all my projects. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny, out of sheer boredom, you're like yeah. a good employee now. <laughs> I think we're learning yeah. that a lot of jobs don't need to exist. We just have them so people don't kill themselves. Yeah. And so, like, we kind of feel like we're doing a thing. Totally. Um, I feel like the only day of the week that feels like the day it is is Friday night. Because for some reason, Friday night still feels like Friday night. Like, this Friday, me and Sarah are like, should we, like, order takeout? Like, it's a Friday night. Like, what are you going to be like? Yeah. I don't know why, but for some reason, that's the only day. And she she's working from home, but I'm completely unemployed. So I'm literally just watching TV and movies and, like, trying to keep my, you know, sanity at this point. Like, um, and uh, cooking a lot. <laughs> so I, I, who knows? Yeah, I uh, Whitmer, and I must ask, latest dish you cooked, go ahead, or dish you're most proud of. We I need mean, a wits cooking corner on this podcast. <laughs> well, now there's plenty of time for that. Uh, I, I made a breakfast pizza the other day that I thought was really good. It looked good. I made this... Um, I made this pizza dough and it's supposed to ferment for like 24 hours in the fridge, like cold fermentation. So it fermented for 24 hours, but I had extra dough. And so then it just sat in the fridge for like three days. And when anything takes that long to ferment, it gets like, it gets like sourdough bread has like the sour flavor to it. It's really good. The the pizza dough kind of just had this extra character flavor. And I just woke up one morning and I was like, I don't know what to make for breakfast. And I just riffed this pizza with like bacon, egg and cheese on it. And it was fucking delicious. So that's that, that was the latest thing I was really proud of. I also slow braised a corned beef, which is really good. Oh my God. You know. Now you have nothing but time to slow braise, right? I know. Is it? Well, yeah, I mean, all, that's the thing. Like, everything is like the cooked. biggest issue with yeah. cooking is time, is finding the time to do shit. So, like, any type of cooking technique like that that takes seven or eight hours, you only usually do on like a Sunday. But now it's like, well, what the fuck else am I going to do? I might as well just cook all day. Like, who yeah. cares? Well, Sunday is, like you said, every hour is Sunday afternoon. Yeah. yeah. Every hour. Um, uh, Oh, sorry. Uh, I I made bread the like the first week, <laughs> and I I think I made bread like twice, just because nice. it just takes so much time to make it. And I was contemplating like sourdough, but yeah, because <laughs> that's like uh, takes uh, five days just to make the starter. But I haven't uh, I haven't fallen through there yet. I wonder what are all the things like what are the most common things that people before quarantine because right now we're in the middle of quarantine with no necessary end in sight especially New Yorkers I think are obviously on the like less end in sight end Um, I wonder like like how quickly did people break their quarantine resolutions Versus like a New Year's resolution being broken. I'll start. Like I told myself I was going to read this book about Harriet Tubman. I got 45 pages in. And now I'm now I'm back to I'm helping Christian do his job. I asked him if I could do a project for him. That's how bored I am. I'm like, yeah. Christian, what do you need to do? I'll send some emails. I'll 
I don't know, fact stuff. I don't know, whatever you do. Well, part of but, being creative is, like, being inspired to do stuff. So, like, when you're excited about a joke, you're like, I'm going to go write this joke and I'm going to work on it or this sketch. But when you know, like, there's no able, there's no ability to do a joke, it's like I have no inspiration to write material at all. Like, other than a few ideas of what the quarantine has been like that I can work on later. But, like, without imminent stage time, it just seems, like, imaginary. You know what I mean? It just seems like this weird hobby or something. Yeah. No, but aren't you – but you can still run a joke by me. And, like, doesn't it feel better to make me laugh than an audience? <laughs> 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 the stand-up special that is just a buddy FaceTiming his other buddy. <laughs> with, like, know, our you know somebody's going to do that. Somebody's going to put out oh. the special of, like, um, I did a, my whole hour in front of my friend through, um, you know, Zoom or whatever. Christian, are you making fun of what my next idea is? <laughs> As I was saying it, I was like, "This is Brett's probably got this in the works already." <laughs> You're like, "Brett's not gonna laugh about this because he in his head was like, I should do that. I should totally do that thing that makes it not enjoyable, but I guess is funny to tell Brett, people you did." This would actually work pretty well for you because you already have your other special shot already, and you could pretty yeah. much release that when you're done with it. But you could literally do like a back to back, like the way Chappelle did. He's like, oh, Chappelle's special comes out, and then there's randomly two. You yeah. could have a second one that's all just you doing Zoom material <laughs> to your family. Just get all your brothers and sisters, because in a Zoom room, you can get, like, I don't know, like, ten people in it or something. Like, just get all your brothers and sisters and, like, you know, friends. Not me, but any other buddy else. You know? <laughs> yeah, you're like, I don't <laughs> want it. <laughs> and just, just do, do your material, and then that's the double release special. Yeah, so I have the I that's a funny idea is I have my stand up special and then I have the quarantine edition, which is me just zooming it for my friends. I highly recommend the traditional version because it's just you know, stand up's better in that environment. But I have a quarantine version. I like that idea with yeah. I may just may um quarantine edition. Well I always wanted to do a stand up you know, release my stand up al album like the actual audio hour. And then I wanted to do a quote unquote a studio version, which is me doing it in studio in with no audience. Yeah. So there's the live version, which is with a crowd, and then there's the studio version, which is just in a booth doing all of your jokes with no audience laughter. God just damn like, it. It turns out the live version is better. I'm way better live. Than <laughs> so I'm way, my stand up's better live than studio. Well, if there was um, ever a moment for it, it's now. If there was ever a moment to waste people's time, it is now. <laughs> I will say, guys, I have. 100%. I've been finishing up the final touches on my the hour I recorded, the special. Uh, a lot of I've been doing the final touches today. And. Um, you know, watching yourself for an hour is uh, particularly right. easy when you have such great stand-up <laughs> comedy. <laughs> no, it's really easy to do when you just love your act. No, I mean, it's hard. It's fucking sucks. It's really, it really, every little thing you do when you watch yourself, when you watch a clip of yourself, you just resent and you think people are going to tune out or hate you for it. Yeah. I'm like, literally, I like the way you're, my, I'm like, why am I my arm is touching the mic stand there. Like I would turn it off if I was watching this asshole. You resent everything. Yeah. You think of every egg Twitter egg. That's going to like what they're going to say. Yeah. And yeah. You're like, Oh fuck. I suck. My, why am I constantly smacking my lips or whatever it is? The first line of my hour. I now regret oh, the yeah. first thing I say, I'm like convinced some people are going to turn it off just because I feel like, Oh, I look like a douche. I open it at the hour by going, well, this better be fucking good. <laughs> and uh, I'm like saying it now and I'm like, oh, why didn't I just say, hey, thanks for coming out? Why did I not just say? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny because like in the room, there's a context for it because like yeah. you're wearing a suit and no one really knows you for wearing a suit. But for anybody who's never seen you on the Internet, they don't the context is kind of gone. Yeah. So they're just like, well, this better be fucking good. It's like kind of a crass way to open or something <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh it's it's not quite what's up fuckers but i know what you mean you're like you're you're yeah. you'll be fine though I'm t i guarantee you it's not as nearly as bad as you think it is i just take having the first sentence have a cuss word in it 
And yeah. I think in the context of the retiring and in the room, it makes sense because it's like I'm playing on. Yeah, how, for sure. Like, wow, I really built this stupid thing up. But it is dangerously close to, like you said, what's up, fuckers? And uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I wish I had just not said it. But that's okay. Yeah, it'll be fine, dude. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I heard it and you sent me the... Um... You sent me the audio, and it's it, it just it sounded so amazing. It's it, the laughs were huge. Uh, you're gonna be fine. Thanks, man. Yeah, I'm excited. I am excited to put it out in nervous. I mean, it's kind of weird because I was even thinking of what I could do for a stand-up comedy trailer for it, mm-hmm. and um, I was actually gonna call. My idea is I'm gonna call the. Uh, HSN Hope Sh- Home Shopping Network, their customer service line. Okay. And I'm I'm gonna ask them if they would like to buy my special. I'm a comedian. I recorded a stand-up hour. You know, in this time of lack of content, maybe you guys might want to do venture into the stand-up comedy realm. So basically, I'm just gonna pitch Home Shopping Network on buying my hour. And uh, that'd be a really funny network. <laughs> like my specials debuting on the Home Shopping Network. That's yeah. honestly my dream. <laughs> like it, it sounds tacky when I, if I got clout in comedy, I think it'd be hilarious to be the first comedian to do an HGTV stand-up special. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just your stand-up. Like it's not like I'm making home and garden jokes. It's just your act. But yeah. to just, and it's just one of those things. Like, can you get another laugh out of doing it? another way like you can't you can't you don't have to do it with not that they're knocking on my door but it doesn't you can be funny and it doesn't change the stand-up at all it just is one added laugh people can add to their life yeah we don't need another comedy central special i think it'd be funny to to release your special on like a a tape a like a channel that doesn't exist anymore like upn or spike tv or something (laughs) (laughs) just be like yeah i'm uh Debuting my album on UPN. They're like, what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is that still on? No, you got to stream it. <laughs> they, they bring back their website just to stream. That's so funny. I was going to tell everybody, and just to give you, uh, I was going to tell everyone that it was a, and I'm going to call it a Netflix special. Like I'm going to have <laughs> in the bottom right corner, I'm going to Photoshop Netflix logo to say Netflix. And I'm just going to tell everyone, everyone I'm very excited about my one hour Netflix special. Um, yeah. And just do that. <laughs> that's I cool. love it. You're like I uh, think that's great. The Tiger King calling his stuff like Big Cat Entertainment. <laughs> Big Cat <laughs> Rescue Entertainment. I didn't know. Oh, is that what he does? Yeah, he just to fuck with this Carol Baskin lady. If you haven't oh, seen Tiger man. King, you should watch it. To anybody listening, guys, Wimmer, you've watched it. No, I haven't. Oh, so I I finally know what it's like to have kids or something because. In like any type of thing that we watch on TV that has an animal in it, Beavis loses his shit on the TV. So he'll start crying and barking and getting aggressive. So we tried to watch Tiger King. We got four minutes in, and Beavis was just losing his mind. So like we just we just can't watch Tiger King because we have an annoying dog. Like that's the reason why we can't watch it. Like how come you haven't seen Tiger King yet? Oh, because my dog won't let me. Like that's why. Like how stupid is that? Beavis hates seeing animals in captivity, huh? No, it's just any fucking animal. It's so dumb. Oh, really? Like any, like you don't realize how many commercials have animals and especially dogs in them until you have a dog that loses its mind at the yeah. TV. Like they just use dogs as like a a way to sell shit to people because everybody loves dogs. Oh, we there's all a dog. Pause. There's a yeah. dog. Yeah, there's a dog in probably eighty percent of every commercial, and I know that because of Beavis. Like he just loses his shit all the time. I, I remember at Wake Forest, the esteemed university I went to, my alma mater. At Wake Forest, um, in one of my marketing classes, we learned a study that the four most effective things to have at a commercial that just make people pause, and there are studies that confirm this. Here is what the four are. You ready? Yep. Um, babies, dogs, cats, and number four was nuns. Those are the what? four things. Yeah, yeah, that, like, would just make people be like, oh, shit, and, like, force, you just, like, we have a natural uh, predilection or just curiosity towards, like, oh, shit, a baby or a nun. It just makes you, like, stop for a moment. That's kind of funny. I thought you were going to say dogs, cats, babies, and titties. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's probably what it really is, let's be honest. Yeah. But, 
you know, hot nuns, you're yeah. guaranteed to sell whatever you want to sell if you got yeah. hot nuns. Yeah, that's like the the virgin that everybody for some reason is into, like a nun. Because if a nun fucks you, she's breaking her her promise to God, and that just means that that's how awesome you are, <laughs> which is pretty <laughs> egotistical to be like. That's your thing to like want to fuck a woman who made a promise to God. <laughs> like, doesn't it seem like, oh, like yeah. the shittiest thing to do? I've heard of gay guys being like, oh, I want to turn that straight guy. But I've never heard a straight guy being like, yeah, I want to turn that nun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Break her vow of celibacy on me. Christian, you got awfully quiet. Have you been with a nun before, romantically? Sorry. No, uh, somebody's just like messaging me uh, right now that I have to get back to you. I apologize. You know oh, what sucks about like, the podcast this way is it? It just feels like we're we're having a conversation on the phone. Yeah. So like you kind of forget that this is a podcast. Like I was texting on the last episode without like I was literally just like look, uh, surfing my phone at one point going like oh, when, what's on Facebook right now and I was like I'm doing a podcast right now it just doesn't it just doesn't feel like it yeah so I know this saying this ain't another podcast in the quarantine is wearing out it's you know it's freshness both yeah. of your wives were today like nah I don't want to die week one it's like fun it has the yeah. novelty of like oh yeah. shit week two it's like alright let's try it again week we three like, both your wives are like yeah. We're good. Yeah, Dude, I know what I know. Every week, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like how no, do you I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to talk about cum rags for another forty minutes. Thank you. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't bear to do it. Well, that's uh, yeah. mom was listening um, to I think last week's or the weeks before podcast, and she was like, instead of live tweeting, she was just live texting us. But the thing is, we're not listening to it with her, so she's just texting us stuff as she hears it. <laughs> and we're like, uh, we're like, I don't know what that means. Like, she's like, oh my god, you guys have a crazy sense of humor. And she's like, what are, what are these rags all about? And I'm like, I don't even know what we're saying. <laughs> As if I remember That's, like everything I said for. It's like an hour, if we prepared ago. for this podcast, we might remember this subject matter more yeah. detailed. But at this point, we're just like. All right, let's turn on the fucking computer and let's just talk. Let's hopefully people enjoy this. Oh, here's here's an anecdote I've prepared or thought about making sure I say. Can I share it with you two fellers? Yeah. Uh, I'm good, man. I like this like thing where we're just. <laughs> He's like, I'm good. Let me just surf. So we all obviously by now are aware. I think of it. It was more popping or being spread when coronavirus was first really taking its hold in America, which was um, the meme of the uh, black man with an enormous penis. Did you guys yeah. get, did you get that chain text, Christian? What I've seen that? that a few times. There was a, a chain text that was being sent around and it said, this is a week or two old, but it said like an urgent news story that was like, Mayor Bill de Blasio right. okay, is putting yeah. all of New York City on lockdown. And then it Subways are closed, bridges are closed, and then it had a link to presumably what looks like an article. Yeah. And you click the link, and then the link takes you to a photo of this uh, black guy with, um, I mean, to me it's an average penis, but other people have said <laughs> <laughs> it's truly the biggest penis yeah. alive. It's the biggest, it's, it's its own living entity. Like, I think it has its own heart rate. Yeah. yeah, some people have said, like, some people call dicks, like, I think it's an English thing, they call them, like, baby arms. That's a human yeah. arm penis. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that, it has to be Photoshopped. Um, by the way, but we can get into it later. What? That is Photoshopped. Oh, his penis is. Yeah, that guy's Aww. dead. <laughs> it, sounds, it sounds like he died because of it, but from what I understand, I heard it, I heard it on another podcast they, that talking about it. But basically, essentially, that guy died, like, I don't know, within a year, I guess. And uh, his family is kind of haunted by this picture that keeps going around of this guy with a photoshopped version of his dick. Apparently, it's completely photoshopped. But, uh, yeah, so 
So they have they a, gonna, have they we we got to get on an Odir exclusive interview with them saying his penis is not that big, still big. <laughs> Cuz there's only so much photoshopping one can do. I still yeah. bet he has a commendable hog. Oh, for sure. Um well yeah, we'll have to I'm sure his mom would want to talk about that. Yeah. About his Let's have her on. Yeah, that's yeah, so- his, that's really funny that like he probably was like looking at the internet checking I mean I don't know what this guy's situation was but I wonder if he was checking the internet and like oh my god this coronavirus is getting, <laughs> getting serious <laughs> Jeffrey just sent me an email about it let me check this imagine the, tra- the trauma of that though like if that was your brother or something and like yeah. you're on the internet all of a sudden it says something oh. like oh coronavirus <laughs> and then you're like oh shit I gotta click on this and then it's just a picture of your brother ah <laughs> uh, uh, dude well, it was- Assume that your brother uh, sent it but, for you, like ah, you dick. <laughs> I I don't know. I I don't think Jordan and I have a weird relationship, but I don't think Jordan would send him uh, himself a photo of himself butt ass naked to me to be like ah, I got you, Brett. <laughs> <laughs> you looked at my erect dick. I got you to look at it. Yeah. Asshole. DM. So can I tell you the reason that that was like a, the meme or that was the chain text that was being sent around. I, I think I'm in the literally target range and demographic to have been sent that a lot. Cause I got about six of those. <laughs> um, I, how many did you get with? Uh, I think at least three Christian. I got zero. I would zero. I'll send, that. I'll, I'll send you it. <laughs> okay. And, um, but so here's Christian's, the here's the Christian's age group is a little bit higher, so he doesn't get the memes. <laughs> I get him after everybody's done. I'm like, oh, did you see this? <laughs> after Corona's already over, Christian's like, yo, guy. Christian's like, yo, check it out, and they shows us Pokemon Go. We're like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see this? You can play Pokemon in real life. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Shit's fucking wild, man. Oh, man. That's so, uh, so the funniest one of that instance is, um, my, uh, girlfriend showed me that her aunt in her late 50s sent that to her. And apparently her aunt sent that chain text to like, 15 friends and family members but here's the catch the aunt didn't click on the link the aunt just thought it was a really urgent piece of news so she just copy and pasted it and this sweet old aunt basically (laughs) sent that chain meme to 15 friends and i think even a couple co-workers who then clicked the link and wondered why their fellow co-worker sent them a image of that man with that penis that's so indicative of the time we live in is that somebody reads something and doesn't bother to click and read it before sending it to people like don't don't click it don't read it don't vet it don't make sure it's uh, accurate sourced nope just immediately send it because it lines up with the thought you want to believe in (laughs) so you just send it to everybody because it, it makes you feel like you're right she had was it was well-meaning though like that's important to distinguish she was like oh shit what spreads faster though dumb stuff on the internet or the coronavirus like what is well that's why it's the perfect melding of the two is because we're seeing with corona dumb information and dumb people are able to spread their misinformation very well um so it's like it's and then it, it normally dumb information is fine, whatever. The earth is flat, that's relatively benign, like it's stupid, but it's like I'm not gonna get killed, my parents won't get killed because you think the earth is flat. But now, with your dumb information or your willful acting out of like just doing whatever you want, th- that can kill people I love. Yeah. So then it, that's where, like, corona is so – that's why we're so stupid. We're just going to kill ourselves into oblivion. And that's probably why America is getting hurt the hardest is because – no, yeah, no, go no, ahead. Sorry. No, no, I'm done. I'm done. No, I was just going to say because people refuse to not go to the beach. Like, did you see yeah. all those yeah. people? <laughs> did you see that the the, the – so they, they have this big ship, which is basically a, a hospital cruise, basically. It's a big ship that's yeah. a floating hospital. 
and they're bringing it into New York because that's how bad it is here. And a group of people gathered to like welcome it and wave at the bow like the Titanic was coming in. And I'm like, <laughs> what are you idiots? Like literally a whole group of people were all standing on top of each other to get a glimpse of this boat coming in. I'm like, do you guys want to end up on the boat, you fucking idiots? Like it's not a, it's, it's not, it's literally. If I could think of like the worst place to be, it is literally a hospital in the middle of the ocean, like on a, in a boat. Like, that's fucking horrifying. There's no escape. Why are you? God, people are dumb. This is why it's gonna spread. It's gonna keep spreading. People are. They're idiots. like going to greet the hospital boat that they will then probably be on in the next yeah. day or two. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's like yeah. a that's like a Simpsons joke where they're like, "Let's go greet the hospital the uh, hospital <laughs> boat." They're like, "Oh my god, we need the hospital boat." <laughs> uh, that's yeah, that's very fucking accurate. I've we're been, gonna kill ourselves. Go ahead, Chris. No, I've just noticed one thing. We were before we were talking about how like, uh, you know, the days all run together, so you stop doing certain things. Like I realized the other day that I haven't put it on deodorant in probably like, <laughs> oh wow, a week or two. <laughs> I think Damn. I did it one day because I was like going to the grocery store, so I like took a shower and actually like did my routine of like getting ready and put on cologne and. Deodorant. You dressed up to go out to the grocery <laughs> store. <laughs> I fucking did a fresh edge up. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I realized I haven't put on deodorant in like days. I think I'm okay because Natasha was like, That's a, "It's probably actually good for you that you don't like put on aluminum deodorant every day." Yeah. Uh... I don't know. Yeah, it's I, it's. Go ahead, Brett. I still say you should wear a Christian just out of <laughs> just consideration. You know, just out of consideration to your podcast co-hosts. <laughs> How's Virginia? Yeah, he's he's in Maine now, right? Oh, you're in Maine. Yeah, so I drove up to Maine from Virginia three days ago. I'm at my uh, at my girlfriend's parents' house up in Bangor, Maine. Yeah, and um. It's uh seems like a safe place to be. I'm like obviously the concern. So we're doing social distancing from her parents um, because you know yeah it's you can't be too precautionary. So I'm like extremely low risk, but with social distancing, I should be very low risk. Um, so that 13 hour drive, man, that was something though. Mm-hmm. I really felt uh yeah. I mean, it's actually kind of nice. Like I recommend driving that long because I just called every friend yeah um i called every friend i hadn't talked to for four years i was like fuck it i got time if i didn't call someone in that drive i should just delete them from my phone is what i learned (laughs) because i had 13 hours of nothing i got tired of music after an hour yeah and then just called and caught up with a lot of people Yeah, I noticed I didn't call you, Christian. I think I did call you, Wit. Um. You, you called me. I was. I literally. I was napping, and I. I, uh, I meant to call you back, but I was like, he probably made it. Got to miss FaceTime, but I don't know. Brett's FaceTiming and driving. Yeah. That was okay. Yeah. Yeah. Just who gives a fuck? <laughs> I'm just recording a TikTok while I do this. But I yeah. also feel like if anybody's going to call me, like on a 14-hour drive, they're going to be like, let me call Christian. They're like, mm, you know, that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> Is he going to pick up? I don't know. I don't know. Christian um, face- FaceTimed me the other day, and uh, I didn't answer it immediately. Well, partly because like, it only rang a couple times. It was weird. So I just texted him. I was like, did you FaceTime me? And Christian texted back. He's like, yeah, it's hard to believe that I did that, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's that's how you know the quarantine is really taking a toll when yeah. Christian reaches out. Yeah, because <laughs> he, yeah, he texted me like, "Did you mean to Facetime me?" And I was like, "It really does feel like an accident whenever I do it." Doesn't it? <laughs> you get a missed call from Christian, and you're like, "Is everything okay? What's yeah. happening?" It, it's like something either happened or he butt dialed me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Either lost an arm or he sat yeah. down. Get a call. Yeah. Back. yeah. It's you know it's so hard. I think about and the, I don't want to talk about the the challenges we face of doing a podcast amidst coronavirus. I actually think it's kind of hard because I'm like feel like my li- like I just feel like life is truly on pause. Yeah, like the lives we are living just got paused, and so I'm accruing no new life experience. Really, like I yeah. guess it's a life experience to live through 
what's going to undeniably be a transformative horror historical event. Yeah. But like in the middle of living it, you know, I can only compare it to the World War Two as far as like an interesting time where people are having to sacrifice because I just read that FDR book and and you learn like people were on rations. Yeah. And not just not just like uh, the only rations we're on are toilet paper. Like, can you believe that? Like, yeah. that's how easy we have it. That in our transformative historical event, we're all getting fatter. Like, yeah. that's how lucky <laughs> yeah. we are. That that's we're I, gaining yeah. weight. I made that joke on like social media. I was like, Americans are the only people who can gain weight in a pandemic. <laughs> like, uh, <yeah. laughs> like, that's how good our lives are. Even when they suck ass, they're still kind of good. Well, it's like we're doing everything right here. So, like, I'm trying not to, like, be fearful in any way at all of the virus. Because like, if at this point, if I get it, it's like it's not because of negligence. It's just because, like, this shit's just bad. <laughs> but, I mean, or I'm inside. But, like, when you're inside and not moving all day, I only exercised, like, when I walked Beavis. We did, like, a YouTube video exercise thing where it was, like, a 30-minute, like, aerobic thing that was yeah super embarrassing that if anybody <laughs> saw me on camera doing that it would literally be like the 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 nerdy like do you remember when the lakers won the championship and that white guy mark madsen was dancing and celebrating you might not remember but if you if you're listening to this, just, all you have to all you have to do is google image search mark madsen because like no other image will come up besides the dancing like an idiot after like that's what it must have looked like to anybody watching and it's just like this is the most embarrassing shit ever but like how else am i going to get exercise <laughs> that like, needs to be the, the new coronavirus like meme chain link is a, a link to that guy dancing and uh, the family is like oh we can't just let it be i'm looking it up right now oh, just no. google image search mark Matson. i'll oh, do it with no. you guys it's just here's mark what, yeah there's a bunch yeah. of gifts oh here's boy. what i'm gonna say here's what i'm gonna say you're making fun of a white guy dancing is that what you guys are both doing here's what i'm gonna say when you win a nba championship <laughs> you win so yeah. I don't care what his dance moves are. He won an NBA title. He can do the chicken dance, and it's okay. Oh, my God. It's would so I bad. Be, would I be defending him this hard if he wasn't a white guy? Maybe not. <laughs> i got to be honest with you. He, he kind of looks like a Raybould. Like, he could be <laughs> your older brother. <laughs> oh, shit, Mark. Yeah, no, it's my cousin. <laughs> um. Yeah, well, you know, the white, the Raybolds, we have a very, we have a very all-American white to us. Like, we are, yeah. I, you know, I think our white is like, <laughs> it's like 60s, like, could be put on like a popcorn brand type of white. Like, Yeah, it's a very L.L. Bean. Yes. You have yeah. a very um, complicated relationship with dancing. We'll put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> like a rabled wedding would be. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Someone's got uninvited, dickhead. There's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of shoulder moving. Yeah, it's a lot of. It's a lot of White fans over fight. Mm. Yeah. Here, here's what I'm gonna say. I want to say, no, no, no. Whitmer, you can make fun of my dancing. Christian, despite being Latin American, yeah. you dance, <laughs> you dance like one of the whites, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not I a good some... I, I, I'm not saying yeah. I am, but I'm saying that Rabel wedding has a lot of shoulder moving. <laughs> I'll, tell you, I'll I will say this about my dancing, obviously lacking in the rhythm departments in spades, but I do have I believe dancing is all about enthusiasm and I will bring that always to the dance floor. Oh, that's 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 totally real. If you're just if you just let go of embarrassment and just have enthusiasm and just have fun, it's yeah. totally it's not even embarrassing looking. Yeah, it's you know what? It's true because I've been to a black wedding before, and I'm not counting Christians. Um, is uh, dude, like when you're a white guy dancing terribly but enthusiastically at a black wedding, you're considered the best dancer there in a way because you're just the most 
funny. Like you're the funniest. Yeah. You just turn and into the could... scrawny guy from Road Trip. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly my role. That they, the people, they fucking are laughing. So Hell I'm yeah. really cool at dancing, and and I'm defending Mark Madsen. Um, lay off him. He's trying his best. <laughs> You ever like have like a moment where like you write a joke and you're a little bit nervous about telling it because you you're worried that it might be a little bit like offensive to people, and yeah. like that little bit of like that thought in the back of your mind makes you deliver it with like the the slightest maybe not even calculatable hesitation that makes the bit not work all the time. It, yeah. All the time. One hundred percent true. Is like if they if people can smell an ounce of fear on you, then they're fearful too. Yeah. If yeah. you're saying a complicated thing with a little bit of fear, it's completely like, nope, not going there. Dancing's the same way. Like you just have to let go and just not care about judgment and just 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 be just like move your body to the music, man. <laughs> Well, they, you know, the saying is dance like no one's watching. The problem is sometimes you're worried that no one will make fun of you, too. <laughs> yeah, when something's so bad, no one makes fun of it. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, no. they care about my feelings too much. They're like yeah. trying to be nice. Yeah. Hey. Like, oh, he might have an issue. Let's not say anything about that. So funny, man. Oh, I got to fill this up. Um. Wow, I haven't written anything in this. It but, is crazy. Uh, it is like crazy that uh, we're. It's such a weird historical time, like what you were saying about like the rations and stuff. It is funny. I was telling Whitmer before we came on that I was at Costco and like the lines at Costco are like they won't let you in. The, they can only let a certain a certain amount of people in the door at a certain time. Um, yeah. So like you're standing outside and it's cold and stuff, and you, re- not that it's any way like. Um, related but like you feel like you're waiting in a bread line or something like <laughs> even though you have money it's like I have money to spend but you're still like you're just outside waiting to get supplies it's so it's so super weird yeah we're in a good time though man yeah. like I remember talking to an old person about World War II this is a couple months ago this is the best question you can ask old people and my girlfriend recommended it so credit goes to her is ask and ask anyone what are the three most transformative historical events you've lived through or the most memorable historical events and this uh woman who is my sister's neighbor she said the she goes um the kennedy assassination Mm -hmm. i said that makes sense too (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I don't know what to do with myself anymore. <laughs> I, love, I love pushing Christian's age up. For, Christians for old age jokes. Christian can be anywhere from thirty-five to ninety-eight. Like, <laughs> we'll make a joke where Larry King is his like you know compatriot, but. She said the Kennedy assassination, 9-11, and she said, when I learned that World War II ended on a farm with my family. And I said, how did you learn that World War II ended? Like, what was the manner? And she said, well, we heard a church bell just ringing in the distance. And we thought, well, that's weird. They're not turning the church bell off. So we went to the church, and the pastor was outside, and we heard him saying, the war is over. The war is over. And we were just all excited, so we went home dressed in our best Sunday clothes and went on the town and started drinking. (laughs) And it's like, what a funny way for news to be filtered was a church bell ringing, and you have to put down your plow to learn that it's over. Yeah, that's just kind of like we talked about it on a podcast previously, but like, who was the last person to learn that Abraham Lincoln was assassinated? Like when like news traveled so slow that like if you just lived in a town that didn't have a fucking radio or telegram or whatever the fuck it was, like you just didn't get information. Like the worst war of like the War of eighteen twelve happened after the war was over, and like New Orleans, it was like the Battle of New Orleans, and like the war was finished, but nobody got the message, so they just had this fucking terrible, <laughs> the, the bloodiest battle of the entire war, and the war was over. Was oh my god. Like you had to like you had to give the orders to some guy in a horse and a guy in a horse had to go from Pennsylvania to like New Orleans to tell people. So, like, right. you know right. what I mean? Like, what the fuck are you going to do? I remember reading a story about a, this Japanese general 
uh, during World War Two, he was like in this little um, in this little island. It might have even been Korea. I don't remember. But it was uh, he's a general in World War Two, um, and he was fighting and fighting and fighting, and he had like his own little like militia or whatever. So he's fighting and fighting, and the war ends. And, like, the information just never got to him. So he just kept going and kept going for years. And to the point where people came to him and were like, hey, man, the war is over. And he's like, nah, it's not. So he just, like, kept <laughs> going for years and years. And then, like, some dude came to, uh, to like, uh, you know, interview him and, like, be a journalist or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, be a journalist. He <laughs> went to interview him and, you know, be a journalist. <laughs> and do news stuff. so he went to interview him and write a story about him and all this stuff and then that dude joined his like militia (laughs) hilarious the journalist joined the man's militia yeah just that's crazy that that guy's like the war's not over yet and this journalist says i gotta go interview this nut then he goes the war isn't over after all (laughs) (laughs) yeah but somebody it was it was like a little anecdote in a book about like basically that that guy's purpose was just to like be a general in a war and he was just not ready to go back so he had to fucking do that yeah like it's almost like a psychological thing of like unable to accept one's you know yeah irrelevance or one's purpose being taken away right it's almost like but that's almost like a metaphor for life in that we're all thinking we're fighting in a war when in reality no we're not nothing matters you know what i mean like we're all feeling like we're have this purpose but eh. but yeah take it or leave it if if you stop all your stuff and just like move to Brazil, like it's all it's pretty much the same. It's it's like I even feel like this can exist for jobs now more than ever. It's people we always convince ourselves jobs and jobs and they're so important. And uh, you ever miss a day of work? Nothing happens. Nothing changes. Yeah. I might say this for Whitmer, but he might be like, "Well, I got fired." So. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah. I, the thing is, too, is like I realize though the 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 danger of this is like I'm on unemployment, right? So I got laid off. But when you don't spend any money because you're just inside all day, <laughs> it, it it honestly doesn't even feel like you lost your job in terms of like financial. Like I got like my unemployment check comes in a direct deposit, and it's like half of what my old paycheck used to be. But like it's not even noticeable because like I don't have any there's no expenses. I mean, I, I like I'm not like I have only bills. I mean, I don't have any expenses. Like I'm not going to the bar. I'm not going out to dinner. I'm not, you know, going to the movies. I'm not spending money on this thing on Amazon. I'm just I just don't spend money at all. Yeah, it's almost like maybe we can just hunker down forever and not have to do anything. <laughs> I was saying we should probably do this like once a year, like every week. Not <laughs> not every week. Once a year, we should do a week where we don't like where we just like work from home and shit. Just because, like, um, carbon emissions have gone down so drastically <laughs> since yeah. the world shut down. I'm like, it, would, it wouldn't be the worst thing. And we've already proven that we could do it. So, like, maybe once, once a year for a week, it's just, like, working from home week. And a week is fun, yeah. I think. Yeah. 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 It, 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 it's luster still exists. And, yeah, I think that's a great idea. It's almost like a purge. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think, it, I think it would have to. I think it would have to be a month, though, only because I don't know if a week of, of not doing it would be enough. Yeah. Like environmental effects, because this is what week three now. Yeah. And we're only starting to notice like, oh, that's shit. <laughs> yeah, that's people, right. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. People in we're China. the like, humans are the Earth's coronavirus. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> people in China were like, oh, my God, I can taste the air again. Like, <laughs> what is this? Yeah. That's uh, so funny. Was, My animals are having a great time with Corona. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know who else are having great times? Dogs, dude. They yeah. fucking. We're always home. The dogs are just fucking living up, dude. They have no recollection of like or acknowledgement of like this being a bad thing. This is yeah. just the best time of their oh, lives. They're not worried about their parents contracting the disease. Yeah. No. <laughs> My dog's so dumb that if I fucking did 
get it and die, he would just be nice to the next owner. He wouldn't even remember me, I don't think. <laughs> like, that's how that's how in the moment Beavis is. Like, he's literally just like, what's going on right this fucking second? <laughs> like, when we left, like, we went to Ireland or we went to Italy. We, like, left him with our dog sitter. And, like, he would never once was like, oh, where are they at? No, he's just like, what's up? <laughs> let's, let's do this. Like, this is my new home, I guess. Yeah, I whatever, could, dude. This is rad. <laughs> I could see Beavis uh, humping your corpse, Whitmer if we're being honest <laughs> he's like oh shit i just got a new sex toy <laughs> yeah this is great <laughs> i was thinking because tomorrow's april fool's day so i was wondering wouldn't it be fucked up if like tomorrow uh putin comes out and he goes ah, i got you guys what the fuck dude? how did all these people die i don't know that's on you guys <laughs> <laughs> It's all psychosomatic. You guys are that yeah. powerful with your brains. <laughs> but that's what I was wondering too. Like psychosomatic people who like give themselves symptoms because they're like hypochondriac, so they worry about shit, yeah. and they actually start to feel symptoms and stuff. Like, does that mean that the brain, the human brain, has the power to cure the shit too? But we just no one does that. Like no one worries about curing it. Hmm. Like on yourself, like if you had some sort of ailment, and if your brain is powerful enough to make you feel sick, can it like make oh, you feel dude. better? Well, my mom has that ability. She has that. My mom can placebo her way into sickness. It's crazy. Yeah, absolutely. But, uh, I mean, I'm sure to a degree. I love Wimmer's asking a very interesting question yeah. to people with absolutely no qualifications. Know, really. <laughs> it's like, it's what my, a great these, question. These are my friends, so what do I? <laughs> I have no one else to ask this to. Let me let me answer with, um, as the resident MD of this podcast, since I'm related to the most doctors of yeah. amongst us. Uh, I would imagine, and this is uh, that you can't, can you know, brain can only do so much. So if you have malignant cancer, you can't just get rid of that. But you know, I'm sure you can get rid of something a little bit. Well, there's these weird stories that, like, people, like, attribute to, uh, like, God and prayer and stuff of people who basically, like, miraculously recover without medicine. And you got to wonder, like, because God's definitely not real, but, like, maybe it's on the brain. I don't know. It sounds like you're starting to maybe believe. Yeah. yeah, I don't believe in anything. I like I think about that like I literally don't I don't believe in the god. I don't believe in the devil. I don't I don't believe in any of that shit. To where I'm watching this show right now and it's pretty interesting, but like it's clear that the the main protagonist in the show is just an allegory for the actual devil and I've lost interest because I'm like why can't <laughs> it just be What's the character's well, name? Corella Deville. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it's like make him Lucius Fur. Yeah, Lucius Fur. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Lucius Fur, yeah. <laughs> I, I just like, it's like to me, like, make it more plausible. I don't know. I just like some of the shit. I just don't. I think this is all an accident. I like, that's, I truly don't even think this is, there's no purpose for any of this. But isn't that even cooler that, like, wow, I am here by accident? That's yeah. almost cooler than this was some big dude. Or woman's plan up in the sky. <laughs> That's a character I want to have in a show. Is <laughs> Their only line is to whenever any people are having a discussion and they say, dude, <laughs> They just in the background go, or woman. And that's their <laughs> And it can be about whatever it it's can be, even if they're talking about like serial killers. Yeah. And this or woman. <laughs> but yeah. That's isn't that cooler though, Wit? I don't wanna you know, maybe I'm helping your mental psychosis out. What I'm yeah. saying is life is worth it. Well, I just don't like <laughs> I like when I when I tell people I believe in nothing and I don't think there's a heaven or a hell or a god or a, a devil. I think people pity me. They're like, "Oh my god, dude! Like that's so sad." But I'm like, "No, it's not. It's like it just it's just like you you have life and you live life, and then when you die, you disappear forever." Like people are so egotistical that they can't imagine the Earth without them on it, and the Earth is fucking five billion years old or whatever the whole eight billion years old or whatever the fuck old it is. Yeah, it's no. like. It's like the whole, the whole fuck. You're a blink, if anything, in the whole existence of everything. Like you're insignificant as fuck, dude. You know what a good, great, a uh, great taste of that, like that idea is early on that I think we all encounter. 
going back to your high school, even like two years after you graduated, shit has changed. And there are teachers there that you go up to, oh, hi, uh, Mr. Elsley. And they're like, what's up? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Dude, that happened to me. That happened to me. Yeah. When I was a senior in high school, I had an English teacher named Mr. Davis, and he was like the the the, the quintessential like teacher that like I don't know like you Robin you, Williams like, and people... Dead Poet Society like yes oh, exactly. captain my captain stand in exactly. your desk I love you yeah and I literally two years later I went to a football game and he was at the football game and I walk up to him and I go hey Mr. Davis and he looked at me and he just like clearly didn't know who I was and I was like I had you um. A couple years ago, uh, advanced English, and he's like, "Okay, <laughs> like literally, like and." and I, I, I was just like, "I don't know. It's nice seeing you, man." And I just left. Like the guy who made the big impact on me, he was like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" Yeah. He's like, I, you know, I couldn't call you a douche back then, but I can now. <laughs> That's so fucking. Funny. You I would have uh... preferred him to remember me and think I was a douchebag than to completely forget <laughs> I existed. <laughs> I had an encounter on those when I was back in Kansas City for a friend's wedding recently. Um, after the we- the the priest of the wedding was a man named Father Al, who was the priest of my grade school. Um, and uh, I haven't been to go back to that grade school in I don't know ever. I don't think you really are like, oh, babe, you got to see my grade school. <laughs> so, but I saw the priest that I had had in grade school. And I thought it would be funny to go up to him like he should know me. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I said to him, like, I was like, oh, hey, Father Al, it's me. (laughs) And he just had a moment where he was like, oh, Hey, how you doing? He's like, when I was doing the math in his head, like, did I fuck that kid? Oh dear! <laughs> uh, is this is this one of the ones I gave sage advice to, or one of the ones I fucked? I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, the latter. Um, uh, it's not even worth the story because that's funnier than the story. But what was just funny is I could see in his eyes, like he had justifiably no idea who I was. I hadn't seen him in fourteen years. Yeah. But it was funny because go, I go, it's me, Brett. And then he goes, oh, I thought that was you. How go- It's so good to see you. And then in my head, I'm like, you fucking liar. You're going to hell. <laughs> like, you don't know who Brett is, it's, which is okay. Yeah. But don't lie. You, you should have got him. You should have been like, oh, you asshole. You don't remember me. My name's Neil. What the fuck? Like- <laughs> I should I should have talked to him the way you talk to like an old high school fling. You know, and you're like, hey, remember uh... <laughs> Sunset Point? <laughs> <laughs> remember the altar? Yeah. I lit a candle, you lit a candle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we met at the ends. <laughs> no, just a normal priest, guys. Just a nice man. Father Al. Good priest. I don't think I've ever had... I've only had one pastor who was like made an impression on me but they were like it wasn't it was like what got me out of religion it was <laughs> pastor uh-huh. edwin he um anyway they had like uh youth service i guess on like wednesday night so it would just be a thing where like the church bus would pick you up from your house and then take you to church and you just do like some church shit and play games and whatever and then they yeah. would, and then they would drive you home and drop you off right so we would do that, but my mom was working that night, so there was no like there was nobody home, and they won't they didn't want to leave my brother and I like just in an empty house. So they took so the pastor's wife drove the van and took us back to her place. And uh, when I you walked, got in a pastor's van, <laughs> <laughs> well, I got in to and from there. But anyway, yeah, okay. so so we're in the van. And well, it's the church van. It's not like his personal, like he drives around in the van. He's not like me in 2009. So, so anyway, he takes us or she takes us to his house with his, you know, his kids. And, um, he's not expect, he's expecting just his family to come home. 
So he's like, we walk in his house and he's in a robe, like a purple robe, with oh my his, God. his chest, with like a bearded chest open. And then he, uh, I'll try to do this for the benefit of people listening, but he, he like clenches his robe and like, like kind of puts oh. it. Away. But he goes, my brother's name is Mike. He goes, oh, Mike and Christian. <laughs> oh my god! I was like, ah, and Dude. I, I was like, I'm over church. <laughs> yeah, there's just something yeah. gross about if that it, guy like, has a purple robe. There's no way he has fucking divinity on his mind. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I was like, there's something gross Fuck about you. this family, and they also, also like his wife. Uh, she would do like the the um, youth stuff, and. Um, she would always go like, you guys don't need to be playing video games. Those things are the devil. Those things are the devil. And then, like, I walked in her house, and they have a goddamn Super Nintendo. I was like, oh, fuck you guys. Oh, man. Wow. Early, it demystified the holiness of religion, huh? Yeah, totally. I'm so separated from religion that every religion, like, every religion that I hear about, like, churches and stuff like that, it might as well be, like, a building that it's like a star trek fan club and they're tax exempt and they're just like living it up without having to pay taxes because they're just really big fans of star wars or star trek like that's how removed i am from it i it's i see it and it's so silly to me well i mean churches being completely tax exempt has led to no corruption whitmer what are you talking about <laughs> no it's like literally it's like the biggest bunch of malarkey is that all churches are completely tax exempt at all times which is then what makes you go why do they always are they always very beautiful architecture because we don't tax them so you're like well at least they're nice to look at but i don't know yeah yeah i um i remember having this like epiphany in like fourth or fifth grade i had this book about the greek gods and stuff so i'm like reading it and uh it's all these like greek like myths or whatever and i'm reading it and i'm like oh these people this these were their gods at the time like they believed in these gods and then they're like well how and now i'm just a dude in a classroom reading about this shit making fun of how stupid they their religion is like how do i yeah you know, mine isn't stupid on some level and once i i i remember that being like a, a an instance in my life where i was like even out even though I was like 10, I was like, I'm pretty smart. <laughs> like, <laughs> the fact that I just figured that out, I was pretty smart. And I was like, oh man, I don't think this religion shit is like a thing. Yeah. And then even, but even our God, you wonder if Zeus looked at our, how we make an image of our God. Yeah. And he's just like, motherfucker stole my act. <laughs> like he's like, that guy, that guy's just stealing from me. I already, the white beard, the long white hair. That's me. Yeah. Somebody like, there was like this atheist documentary I watched and they basically said uh, they gave you like this, the attributes of the person and they told you to guess who the person was. They said like born a virgin, son of God, uh, you know, br died, for, sacrificed himself for the sins of everybody else, you know, was born on December 25th. Who is this? And everybody's like, Jesus. But then, like, the truth is, is, like, there was literally, like, 12 other prophets of other religions that came before that that had the exact same mm. stats, basically. Yeah. So it's just, like, this stats. story we just keep telling ourselves over and over again. It's, like, the same fucking thing. But that's a good – it's a good origin story. Yeah. What are you I mean, saying, Christian? Sorry. No, I was just going to say, I love that Whitmer said he had the same stats. Like, <laughs> what was Jesus's vertical? <laughs> Hi, I'm Jesus. I'm a 34, 28, 41. <laughs> I got a 10-foot jumper. <laughs> I average 23 points and 12 assists. Jesus's low ball handles, though. Very good. <laughs> It's like the NBA Jam stat, you <laughs> yeah. know, like their bar for how good they are on everything. You can't give them too many. Like they can't be all the way. They can't. Have, they can't be too good at like one at everything. So you have to have one stat that's like pretty shitty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it would. Yeah, probably be his defense. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I would think so. He didn't get away from those Romans. <laughs> Yeah, not really good at defense. He's like one of the is what he's a finesse player, you know. But that's an interesting thing that like they say Jesus died so our sins would be forgiven. I've never understood that. I but never it's like did God? Why didn't God just forgive us? Yeah. yeah, it's like God. So why? 
You just killed your son. I think you're just mad at your son. Like, yeah. I don't think it has anything to do with us. You couldn't just forgive us? Why did you sacrifice him? But that would be like I ate a ham sandwich and I called Brett and I said, hey, Brett, I made a ham sandwich to overcome for all your lies that you've been telling people. And it's the <laughs> same. It's like the same thing. It's like, okay, um, oh, thanks. I mean, I don't like how does they how is it correlated? How is you dying correlated with the sins of other people in any way at all? Like it makes no sense. Wimmer, sounds like you're just trying to find an excuse to eat a ham sandwich. I mean, if I had a bigger reason for eating them, it'd be nice. <laughs> like, if I knew that I was eating for Brett in his salvation, you know, I might eat even more ham sandwiches. <laughs> the atone for my lies. <laughs> no. Well, boys, do we have anything else we want to say? I don't think so. I think that was about an hour, and yeah. um, I think it was fun and poignant. And if you're listening to this still and you're religious, that's okay. You know, that's fine. Don't be like these guys are dicks. But also, you can be like that too. It doesn't matter. At this point, hate mail would be cool. So just tell us how much you hate us. <laughs> that, that's fun. I agree, Christian. Anything to add on? Uh, yeah, nothing. Nothing major. Just uh, like, share, subscribe, rate, and review. Leave a nice review for us in these pressing times, you know? Yeah, that'd be cool. I will say, guys, I'm putting out my hour special probably within the week, so look out for that. I hope you enjoy it. If you enjoy it, I'll uh, just share it with a friend. How about that? That's that's easy to do. Let me see if we have any... Oh, we might have a new review. Let me see if... uh... No, no new reviews. Damn it. All right. Anyway, well, you guys got plenty of time, so you're sitting at home. Write a review, leave five stars. Yeah, what stars. else are you gonna do? Come on, five stars. Even if you want to tell us how much you suck or how much we suck, not <laughs> you. <laughs> that'd be, that'd be an interesting twist. Be like, I'm terrible. You guys, here's five stars. You're I fine. suck. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, that, that'd be great, guys. Also on Instagram, I'm putting up some fire food videos. If you want to fire me, uh, follow me. I don't yes. even know what the words are anymore. Uh, Nick underscore Whitmer on Instagram. And uh, other than that, I mean, I got nothing to promote because, you know, there's no shows or anything fun. That's true. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back See next week. Next week. See you guys. More OD. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Later, dudes. <laughs>